This is the best podcast on the planet. I'm not being biased at all. Thanks for listening, supporting, sharing, and subscribing to the Mindful Farm D podcast. Subscribe today wherever you listen to stay informed. Share with a few friends. Email Dr. Matman Harrell at themindfulfarmd at gmail.com exclamation point. Connect on Instagram at themindfulfarmd. Check out drmattmanharrell.bio.link for everything about the podcast. A thousand thanks and stay mindful. I am responsible for the healthy systemic function of my body. And so are you. This is why I've joined forces with the Functional Wellness Network to help you navigate how to give your body back the power it needs to promote healthy functioning. Check out my website, mindfully.mynewskin.com. That's mindfully.myinuskin.com for more information. And if you're a provider, chiropractor, MD, physical therapist, whatever your industry, if you're interested in learning about an innovative, scientifically validated, revolutionary way to test your patient's antioxidant potential, email me at themindfulfarmd at gmail.com or find me on LinkedIn. And this will be a great way for you to measure your patient's antioxidant potential. Because as the saying goes, if you can measure it, you can change it. My guest today is Dr. Brittany McCoy, PharmD. She's the founder of the Nutrition PharmD, which you can connect with her on Instagram and LinkedIn. And our conversation today, you'll hear her discuss her journey to becoming a pharmacist. And we'll also discuss the importance of supplementation and antioxidants. These are what's known as micronutrients and play a vital role in your overall health. And of course, some of the micronutrients we'll discuss play a very important role in maintaining a healthy mind. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Mindful Farm D podcast. Welcome and a thousand thanks for tuning in. This podcast is about all of us. I'm your host and the mind behind the microphone, Matt Manharrell. My focus on this podcast is to explore the mind through genuine conversations, thought-provoking ideas, and the reality that the story of mental health is incomplete. Mindful Nation to another episode of the Mindful Farm D podcast. Uh, my guest today, I'm really excited to speak with her. Her name is Dr. Brittany McCoy. She attended High Point University uh, from 2016 to 2020, where she received her doctorate in pharmacy and a master's in business administration. She is a mompreneur who is driven by science and evidence-based medicine and nutrition. And she is the founder and CEO of the Nutrition Farm D, where you can find her on Instagram at the Nutrition Farm D. 
Uh, Dr. McCoy, how are you? Uh, fine. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. So as Likewise. we start, absolutely. So we, we connected some time ago on LinkedIn um, and I've enjoyed um, connecting with you and, you know, talking about nutrition, talking about supplementation. And I always like to start my, my, my episodes really just getting to know my guests. And uh, I believe that every superhero has an origin story. And because you are in the healthcare field, you are a superhero to a lot of people, um, you know, just because of your knowledge, your expertise. And so I always like to ask, you know, for my guests to share a little bit of how you became a pharmacist, how you became interested in this field. Um, and, you know, and, and maybe even elaborate a little bit on what pharmacy school was like for you. So sure. how'd you get started here? Uh, sure. So uh, growing up, um, I'm a first generation college student, but uh, growing up, my mom always said, you know, you want to become some sort of a doctor or a lawyer. And so I, you know, was weighing my options and I said, you know what? I don't want to be a lawyer because if, for example, I know somebody's really guilty, um, I wouldn't want to, you know, represent them. And now I know that there's other, there's different types of, of lawyers out there. But at the time, you know, as a kid, I didn't want to do that. And so I was like, okay, there's a bunch of different doctors. Okay. And so which one, you know, is going to get me, um, for one, becoming a doctor, uh, the flexibility, because eventually I know I want to start a family and uh, which one can I do, uh, you know, the quickest. Uh, and so I was able to uh, bring my options down to um, dentistry and pharmacy. And so uh, dentistry was my number one pick. And so my mom actually was in the military. And so the year that um, uh, I was supposed to study for it, she actually deployed. And, and so me being the oldest of six, I had to um, take on a, a few more responsibilities than I thought. And so I did, uh, unfortunately, I did not pass that exam, but plan B, I did apply to pharmacy school. And I ended up getting into uh, three, the three pharmacy schools that I did apply to. And so um, essentially I got what I wanted. It was to be a doctor. And so that's how I landed into pharmacy just being transparent here. And yeah. so, yeah, sure. And so um, the pharmacy school that I chose to go to was High Point University because I am a North Carolina native. And so I want to stay as close to home as possible, uh, being, again, the oldest of six and just wanting to be there with my family as well. And so I ended up being in the inaugural program there, the trailblazing class. Um, and so when I first got to pharmacy school, our building actually was not built. And so even our first lab, it actually was in an old bank at a, at a, at a mall that High Point University had, had purchased. And so there was a, a lot of things we had to overcome. But um uh, so pharmacy school, you know, being in the inaugural program, there were classes that, you know, after our class, they, they held on to and some and some classes that they changed. And so um, this is just kind of what comes with the territory of being the trailblazer. Gotcha. Absolutely. You know, I, I um, like you, I kind of toyed with the idea of being a dentist or becoming a, dent a dentist as well. And I ended up opting for pharmacy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think uh, I think for me thinking about looking in other people's mouths was a bit of a deterrent for me. I mean, <laughs> I'm thankful, yeah. for my dentist, you know, that, uh, that they are, that, that profession even exists, uh, because as we know, you know, oral care is, is next to cleanliness, Absolutely. but I, um, I, I don't know. I just, anyway, I changed my mind as well. In, in, <laughs> in pharmacy. So we, we have that in common. What, um, what was it like for you, you know, at, at, um, 
High Point as, you know, it was a, like you mentioned, it was an inaugural um, class, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what, what sort of other challenges um, did you face? Did you come across early in your, in your education? You know, you always hear, you know, you want to build your, your CV, your resume. And so um, we, we had the task of creating some of the first programs and the, and the, and the first organizations um, on the, on, on campus. And so um, we, we really had to, um, you know, really be the uh, guinea pigs uh, with the classes and, and the programs and the organizations we chose to bring on and come up with bylaws and, it, it, was, it, was, it was so much um, and it, it allowed me to really gain a, a lot of experience in a lot of different areas and, and grow. And one of the opportunities that I also had um, through APHA, the um, American Pharmacists Association, I was actually able to study abroad. And so mm-hmm. I went to Costa Rica. That was actually the fifth country I was able to study abroad in because I'm um, undergraduate. I was able to, to study abroad in four other countries. But um, I ended up going to uh, the University of Costa Rica, and I was uh, researching natural products. And that was where I really got the introduction of, you know, nutrition. And, and there, are, there are evidence-based um, practices and medicines within natural medicines. And so that's what really, um, I guess, sparked me to um, be, be a, a trailblazer in another uh, form of fashion with nutrition. So... Yeah, I you know I I I find that very um, fascinating as well because in pharmacy school here in in the states, I mean I I graduated from pharmacy school in 2011, and right out of right when I got out of pharmacy school, one of the things I'd wished I had done or wished you know someone had told me I could do or made available to me was more along the lines of nutrition, and we're going to talk you know more about that here later. Um, because that's been your focus in the course of your career. Mm-hmm. Um, but just hearing that they have other programs or that you were able to study abroad, for example, and go to Costa Rica, learn about um, uh, natural products and natural ways to heal and natural ways to help people through chronic disease states or just to improve their health. Um, sure. I, I think is, is, uh, is, again, should be noted because there might be a pharmacy student out there and maybe things have changed since I graduated, but there might be pharmacy students out there now thinking and asking themselves, well, what, what kind of field am I going to get into? Well, nutraceuticals is a, uh, I'm, I'm careful to say growing field because it's probably been around longer than, <laughs> than mm-hmm. I've been practicing, but you know, it, it's just another avenue and space for, um, for students to practice in, you know, outside of retail, outside of hospitals. So, what what are what are maybe some things you would suggest to students if a student's listening here um, on how to get in that space into the natural or natural products um, realm of things? Sure. Well, uh, and again, to elaborate on that point you made earlier, you don't know what you don't know. And so ultimately it comes down to being able to ask uh, questions in, a, in an efficient and effective manner. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so. It really comes comes down to just really being able to, you know, research and, and getting on LinkedIn and networking and finding people that are in that that atmosphere that you want to be a part of and, and asking them those 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 questions about things that you're interested in. If, if you're interested in functional medicine, well, why not go out and find a functional medicine practitioner and ask them some questions and, you know, send emails and ask them to, you know, uh, get back on their own time. So th- that's a, that's a great a great place to start.
Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So, so you're, you're there, you're at pharmacy school, you've done your, your study abroad program, Costa Rica, you come back to the States. Now you're ready to graduate. Mm-hmm. And then where did, where do you go from there? What are you into now? So at the time, um, so 2020, um, mm-hmm. February, I actually ended up getting pregnant with my son, Cooper. And then uh, March lockdowns began. And so um, I actually had just applied to phase one. I did not get into phase one because initially I wanted to become a clinical pharmacist, work in a hospital, go to residency and, and you know, really hone down and, and niche into something, maybe infectious disease or what have you. And so I didn't get into phase one. Then I found out I was pregnant. So I chose not to apply to phase two. Because at the time, we didn't know how serious COVID was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so in May, I ended up graduating. And I decided to um, take some time to focus on some mindfulness, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, so 2020, I, you know, I decided that that was my opportunity to really focus on mental health, professional and, and personal development, um, focus on becoming this mom that I wanted to be and, and you know, looking into different things to be as natural um, as possible, like even breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took the rest of the year to really focus on that. And so by December of last year, I decided, you know what? I had my son in November. I decided, you know what? I What can I do to, to remain a part of pharmacy, but also stay um, with my son as much as possible. And so I was like, you know what? I did get my MBA for a reason. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's tap into that entrepreneurial side and, and figure out what I can do. And so I got on LinkedIn, I started networking. And um, eventually I ended up starting my first of many businesses mm-hmm. um, that, I, that, I'm, that I'm getting ready to start a few more. But um, I started the first business where um, I am a brand partner with Pharmanex and NuSkin. And essentially, that is uh, nutraceutical products along with the biophotonic scanner. And what that scanner does, it, it is, is this essentially a lie detector test. And it, it tests your supplementations, your current diet and lifestyle. And it pretty much lets you know that what, you, what you're doing is or it ain't working for you. Mm-hmm. So um, I utilize that scanner and I implement them into other health professional care offices, as well as I, you know, I go out and I scan some of some of my patients, some of my family members, what have you. And so that's um, that's what I what I do right now. And I'm getting ready to activate my actual consulting uh, company where I actually do MTM services and, and deep prescribing and different things. Oh, so. wow. That's, that sounds are you are you looking at going into like um so deep, deep prescribing. We, I know what that means. You know what that means. Kind of elaborate sure. a little bit on what that on what that means for someone who may not understand what sure. that means. So let let's uh, tie in a, a scenario. Let's say um, uh, grandma is on thirteen medications, mm-hmm. and um, she doesn't remember why she's on eight of those medicines. So maybe she had allergies back in twenty in two thousand and two, but she no longer has allergies. So maybe she has a medication that she no longer needs. And so polypharmacy is where you have five or more medications. And so with deep prescribing, I go in and I look at a patient's records and I say, okay, you no longer need this medication because of X, Y, Z. And so it helps eliminate um, compliance and adherence issues or someone being on a medication that they shouldn't be on. Um, if I can explain that in simple terms. Yeah. And that, and that, that's it. That makes total sense. Exactly. And you know, it, Again, it's a way to look at the the patient's um, 
you know, really whole medication profile. And, you know, we, we've, we as pharmacists, we've been talking about MTM now for, for years. And um, it, it, I think we have arrived at a place where it's becoming more and more valuable um, because for a long time, patients just remained on drugs. I mean, you know, even now, um, sometimes I'll, I'll, in my old role, I'll come in contact with a, a client or a patient who's been on a drug for, you know, 15 years. Say, hey, you, do you know how you're taking this drug? Well, well, no. Well, guess what? Your doctor prescribed something. Your other doctor prescribed something similar to this, uh, right. you know, just last month. So now you're taking duplicative therapy or, two, you know, two of the same same drugs or that are you being used to treat the same same thing. So absolutely. You know, so let's talk about taking you off some of those things. And so that that's what deprescribing is and and exactly what you explain. And it it helps us to get the help the patient be more compliant, yes, but also removing things that are not necessary in their exactly uh, in their drug profile. So um that's very helpful. How 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 do you think you'll incorporate um the natural natural remedies and natural products into that uh into that business plan? Uh sure. So you know, even even when you consider uh, COVID, you know, I I don't watch much TV, but uh, with my time, you know, just being at home and, and spending time with the baby, you know, I, occasionally I would I would go uh, look on you know television, and, and I, I you know I, there was very little discussion about nutrition and supplements, and and you know th- there's nothing in the commercials, and yet we still see you know McDonald's commercials and, yeah. and you know processed <laughs> foods and you know. That that was a little bit discouraging to see. Um, so um, when when you consider nutrition, for example, let, uh, let's tie in another example. I love to use examples. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's use depression for example. Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide, with anxiety. Um, pretty much that affects approximately forty million adults every year. And so when you consider nutritional habits, dietary patterns, and quality of diets, they are associated with depression and overall mental wellness. There's even clinical evidence that shows that it is a modifiable risk factor for even mental disorders. And so there are actually observational studies, excuse me, that suggest that routine consumption of a Western-type highly processed diet increase the risk of developing symptoms associated with both depression and anxiety. Mm. And in contrast, those studies suggest that a lower risk of an anti-inflammatory Mediterranean style diet was followed. And so eating a balanced diet of vegetables, fruits, healthy fats, lean proteins, and whole grains, that plays an important role with the gut brain axis. And so when you're able to, as a healthcare professional, personalize nutrition interventions, that plays a key role in therapeutic strategies that addresses the patient's overall mental wellness. And that's just one example, you know, but yeah. uh, nutrition is very, very important. And uh, we, we take, sometimes we take those things for granted. So. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, again, I can just imagine uh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know folks. <laughs> Folks are going to be, uh, you know, diving in here real soon for Turkey Day and stuff. But maybe they should take a step back and and you can still enjoy yourself and have fun with your family. But just take a step back and look at maybe over the year and say and see how you um, what type of nutritional diet you've you've adopted throughout the year. Right. That could be playing a role into some of the the mental fog. You know, this this podcast is all about mindfulness and men, mental health. You know, mm-hmm. that, that mental fog that you um, that we sometimes experience. I, um, I, I, just by way of a personal story, I recently changed roles. And I think I shared that with you uh, on, on some other mm-hmm. conversations we had. 
I changed roles. I left, I left the retail space. And um, before I left, one of my technicians made me some cookies, like as a going away present. And I don't eat very many sweets to begin with, but she made them for me. I mean, she decorated them with, with um, my, the uh, Mindful Farm D logo. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> that was beautiful, nice. right? It was very nice. And I tell you what, I ate one of those cookies and immediately, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll be realistic. Probably wasn't immediately, but within, you know, a few hours, a few minutes, I felt that fog, just that, that slump co come over me. You know, they say that oh, yeah. sugar. Mm -hmm. um, it, you might feel feel like you have a burst of energy right away, but eventually it catches up to you and it causes you to to slow down and feel that fog. And it oh yeah, it, it lasted, man. It, it took me out for a few <laughs> for a few hours <laughs> on my last day. So you're you're exactly right. And, uh, nutrition is so important to mental health, and a lot of times we we just we scarf down food, we scarf down um, our meals, we run we we run to the fast food restaurant and we get we get the food we need um, or we we think we need and we just miss out on a great opportunity to maybe make something for ourselves you know uh -huh. something green something fresh something not processed so um so important i want to i want to kind of move a little bit into you know something that's related to this topic when we talk about nutrition sure and let, let's talk a little bit about some um some ways that people can supplement their their diets or their lifestyles to help improve their whole health. So what would be some, you know, just off uh, in your, again, in your experience or some things you can think about here, what are some things that people can do to help with supplementation? Where, first off, where do we start? Where do we begin when we're looking at um, ways to supplement our diet? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and so to answer this question, let's first talk about um, what supplements are and, 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 uh, and then we'll go into that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, vitamins and minerals, they're essentially called uh, micronutrients, along with antioxidants and phytonutrients. All these things, they're crucial for the basic physiological functions, such as metabolism, growth, and development. So without it, chronic diseases are introduced. Truthfully, micronutrient deficiencies are not limited to developing nations. So there's actually the NHANE surveys, Essentially, that's where the U.S. has a program that evaluates the health and nutrition um, throughout the populations here. And they actually should suggest that micronutrient malnutrition common within the U.S. with an estimated 31% of the population at risk for developing one or more micronutrient deficiencies. And wow. so let, well, we have like a 328 million uh, population. So 31% of that is like the 101 million, give, give or take. Yeah. Um, wow. And so, yeah, that's 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 huge. Um, so, thirty-one percent of the population is at risk for developing one or more micronutrient deficiencies. And so, and even when you evaluate that, it's not always visible. So, there's a wide range of not only physiological impairments, but also metabolic dis disorders, uh, reduced immune, endocrine and cognitive function, delayed or inadequate physical development. And so, um, again, I love it. Example. So let's uh, talk about magnesium uh, deficiency, for example. Mm -hmm. Magnesium is found in a variety of foods from grains to whole grains, yet it is still underconsumed in the U.S. And so there's actually studies that indicate that low magnesium intake has been associated with a greater risk of several chronic diseases to include um, cardiovascular disease, 
type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, depression, and even impaired cognition. And so even certain populations within the U.S., they're actually more vulnerable to some of these deficiencies. Um, to list a few, uh, Black and Indigenous people of color, um, people that live in low socioeconomic status areas or places that have food insecurities, even older adults. Um, so some of those are some of the things to, um, to just be aware of. And even, even from a pharmacy standpoint, there's actually drug-induced nutrient depletion, DIND, where long-term users of medications, they may actually experience interference with their body's ability to absorb and even benefit from some of those nutrients found in foods as well. And so to give an example of that, metformin, um, very, very popular with uh, diabetes and even pre-diabetes. Um, so there's actually studies that show folic acid deficiencies as well as vitamin B12 deficiencies. So... Um, just to yeah. kind of put that into perspective there. Yeah, and let me let me back up too to something you mentioned about magnesium deficiency because I've I've sort of been um, a, a self-professed agent of magnesium when it comes to patients taking proton pump inhibitors, for example. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Huge, huge um, market for proton pump inhibitors. I mean, I don't know a person. Oh, I should I'll say like this. I know at least five people who are on. Uh, proton pump inhibitors personally, oh, yeah. not to mention mm -hmm. the people that I've worked with in, you know, in my uh, client facing role or patient facing roles. And so, um, man, I, I can just recall just, just a few months ago, I had a conversation with uh, a, a middle-aged woman. She came into the pharmacy mm -hmm. and she walked up to the uh, consultation window asking for a magnesium product. And this particular one we didn't have in stock. And so, you know, I was going to ring her out for something else. I go and I grab her prescription bag from the waiting bin. And believe it or not, it was omeprazole. Mm -hmm. So my mind went straight. Okay, wait, wait a second now. You're picking up omeprazole and you're asking me for magnesium. Yes. What's going on here? You know, and so I, I, by way of a conversation that I had with her, I got, got down to the bottom of it. She, she basically knows and her doctors know that the, uh, her magnesium levels have been depleted. Yes. Because of the omeprazole. And so Absolutely. I kind of, you know, talked with her about how the uh, drug manufacturer actually does not recommend you take it for more than eight weeks. You know, we went through the whole thing um, and was able to get her to a place where she'd be willing to sort of have like a drug holiday off of the um, omeprazole. Um, that's, you know, a way of uh, deprescribing if for if only temporarily because the drug did work for her. Work, mm -hmm. work for her. But it was just so it was such a. a good moment for me because I felt like I was able to help her understand that, Hey, this drug is the cause of this deficiency. And so you're, you're buying medications or buying supplements to help treat the side effects of the medications you're taking. Something's wrong here. You know, yeah, uh, it doesn't, doesn't, something doesn't match up. So. Have you had any uh, experiences like that, in, you know, maybe in talking with patients, providers or anything where, you know, you've seen drugs, um, drugs be the cause, for example, of some of these, some of these deficiencies? Actually, I think you mentioned it, drug-induced. Uh, yes, D-I-N-D, drug-induced yeah. nutrient depletion. And, and, and you know, to, to be transparent here, you know, I didn't really learn about that in school. Right. I, it was throughout my research of figuring out um, what I wanted, what kind of services I wanted to implement in my consulting services that I that I ran across that, and I it, I can share a website here, mytavin.com, m y t 
T-A-V-I-N.com. That's where you can actually look up uh, D-I-N-D and you, it allows you to, it's kind of like a, um, a lexicomp, if you will. You can put in a, a drug and it brings up studies along with the, the, the different uh, micronutrient deficiencies um, that are associated with a particular drug, if not many drugs. Um, and so, yeah. I, yeah. I, will, I will add that website into the show notes. I think that's a helpful resource for people. Yeah. Um, because again, we know we know so many people who are taking medications that are causing additional issues in their health and in their um, in their overall health. And you know, they're running back and forth to the doctor trying to figure out well, what the heck is going on. Where it's probably a drug induced, you know, uh, nutrient deficiency. So um, that that's very helpful. Um, what are I, I, I don't. I don't want to move too quickly. Are there any other, um, ad, you know, any things, any other advice or um, suggestions you could give for uh, people looking to to start this supplementation journey? You know, we talked about what supplements were. Um, maybe we can kind of talk a little bit about um, some specific things, uh, specific supplements that people can use um, to help improve their their mental health, for example. Uh, sure. So um, when you consider and again, all this stuff is on, you know, the CDC and NHANES and other websites like this. But um, combined U.S. reports, they indicate that magnesium, calcium, choline, dietary fiber, potassium, iron, and vitamins A, D, E, and C, they're actually really, 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 really uh, low in, uh, um, in America. And so those are definitely um, supplements you definitely want to look into. And so then that brings up another question. How do I know that the supplements that I am taking are working? Yeah. Um, and so unfortunately, the dietary uh, market isn't regulated like uh, medications are with the FDA and so forth. And so really, you know, researching the supplement companies behind the products that you, you want to look into. Um, I am a brand partner with Pharmanex, for example. Mm-hmm. And so they not only follow the FDA's good manufacturing practices, they also follow the 6S uh, quality process, essentially making sure that every single batch is what they say it is. Um, they're also Olympic certified. They're also NSF certified. They all are also found they're the only dietary supplements in the physician's desk reference or PDR, that blue book that physicians mm-hmm. um, look up um the medications that they want to prescribe. There's so many um, positive things, um, for example, with that brand um, that I that I definitely approve of. But um, for any uh, supplement company, you can always go through and, and you know just dig deep and and just learn about their behind the scenes and, and and make sure that their quality is what they say it is. Yeah, for sure. One one of the um, products I thought was. Uh, interesting from the from the Pharmanex uh, company in particular um, was the product called Cortitrol. And they, you know, we, we, we talk about, so, so for people who don't know, cortisol is one of those things where it's been around, it's been inside of us since the dawn of time. Right. Um, fight or know, flight. Was, yes, exactly. Flight or flight, um, faint or freeze now, you know, uh, <laughs> it controls that whole mechanism. And anytime you're under a stressful situation, that that uh, those um, that cortisol kicks in to either again help you to help you to stay put, freeze, faint, flight, basically get out of there. Hey, there's there's something chasing you. You're in trouble. You're, you know whatever the situation is, and 
the issue is though right now we have we have those and, and what research is finding out is that we have this cortisol floating around in our bodies um, for longer periods of time than necessary exactly or, or, you know the need exactly and and so then the question becomes well how do you how do you help metabolize this this uh, this cortisol in your system um, to get you to a point where you don't feel anxious all the time you know don't feel anxious when you're sitting down just reading a book you know and, and you're thinking about maybe something that happened to you earlier in the daytime uh, sure. and, and so what this cortisol product does that Pharmanex um, promotes is uh, helps to metabolize that cortisol mm -hmm. um, you know using using again supplements like L-theanine uh, and, mag and magnolia so you know, that, that could also be a way that people, um, again, do their research into it and look to see if this, if something like that would be appropriate for them, if they're feeling anxious, you know, all the time. What are, what are, what are some of your thoughts on that, on that, um, that topic? I, I think that you're absolutely right. And so, um, you know, the difference between a, a medicine and a toxin is just dosage, you know? And so even when you consider, you know, cortisol, as you were saying, you know, at one point it was very, very good for us, but it's once it crosses over that threshold of too much time being out in our bodies, that's where it starts to cause damage. And so, you know, if you're always stressed out, you got work, you got kids, you got, you know, you got this, that, and the other bills to pay, um, you know, you got to think about the long-term effects of that cortisol being out longer than, than it's supposed to be out. And so, yes, you, you bring there's, they have phenomenal products, you know, um, yeah. It, but along the lines of the, the product that you're talking about, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great product and mm -hmm. it definitely gets the job done and you're able to measure it because of the, the, the scanner that the company also um, has patents and agreements with. Absolutely. And I want to I want to dive a little bit, too, because you mentioned sure. it earlier. Um, let, let's talk about we got a few minutes. Let's talk about carotenoids. OK, um, I, I saw on, on your uh, the Nutrition Farm D um, and you folks can reach out to her there as well at the Nutrition Farm D and follow her there. Um, you posted a, a um, I, I guess, a story about carotenoid and some mm -hmm. very helpful information about what these are. So from the top, what is what are carotenoids? Can you break down for us what yeah. exactly that is? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, so, the, uh, you know, you always hear eat your fruits and vegetables. Well, why do we actually eat our fruits and vegetables? Um, because they provide us with antioxidants and carotenoids. Carotenoids are a type of antioxidant. And so every day we're exposed to oxidative stress, whether it be pollution, smoking, radiation, Wi-Fi, the microwave, all those things are aging the cells in our bodies every second millisecond of the day. And so the fruits and vegetables, they provide us with the carotenoids or the soldiers that protect the cells in our bodies from being infiltrated or damaged by those free radicals that um, are looking for another electron to pair with. And so uh, the carotenoids that, you know, you also hear eat the rainbow. So the carotenoids are, are the reds, the purples, the greens, the blues, the blues and the blueberries, you know, the reds, the reds in your tomatoes, which are lycopenes, um, you know, the, the list goes on. And so um, even when you think about uh, when you bite into an apple, so when you bite into that apple or you cut it open, it immediately browns and decays. Why is that? Because that is oxidative stress, pretty much oxidizing those cells and, and, and increasing the, the rate at, at which is age, aging. And so let's say you want to preserve your apples a little bit longer after you cut them open for your son to take to lunch. You actually can um, sprinkle some lemon juice on it. Lemon juice has vitamin C. 
vitamin C is a very potent carotenoid or, or, or antioxidant, and it allows the apple to stay preserved and fresh, um, allowing it the, the foot soldiers to protect those cells to, um, to you know, not age as fast or decay as fast. Mm-hmm. And so carotenoids are very, very important soldiers for the, the cells in our bodies. Yeah. And so, so the, you know, so the way we get them then, and I think you mentioned this, is by either intake, increasing our intake of our fruits and vegetables, but I think yes. there's some issues there um, right. with regard with, to, yeah. yeah. With uh, nutrient depletion and soil erosion. Um, yeah. So the quality of the soil is not the same. And, and that, that can be due to a number of different things uh, to include pesticides, herbicides, and glycophosphates, for example. Yeah. And so then, so if we, if we can't get enough of it from our fruits and vegetables because of all of these environmental factors, yes, um, then another way to do that is by supplementation. That's the, Absolutely. That's we've been talking about. And the fact is, this is such an important topic because the World Health Organization, I believe back in 2018, uh, noted that low intake of these fruits and vegetables results in about 31% of ischemic heart disease, 11% of strokes, 19% of gastrointestinal cancers worldwide these are these are things that can be for all intents and purposes changed or challenged or improved just by simply improving your diet just by absolutely you know your your intake and again if you can't get it from your your fruits and vegetables don't have don't have access to organic you know quote organic um fruits and vegetables then look into supplementation look into uh purchasing purchasing these things to um you know to, to Mix it with your water or whatever the case might be so that right, you can right. get the benefit um, of these products. One one of the carotenoids that I found uh, very interesting, and you may have some, some more insight into this, um, was lutein. Uh, yes. Lutein is one of those xanthophils carotenoids, and it's been shown to be beneficial in brain health and cognitive function. Yes, and even your eyes with macular degeneration and, and blindness. Yeah. One of the, one of the, the the thing that really stood out to me about this particular carotenoid uh, lutein is that we only get about twenty percent of it from our diets. You know, it, let's say for example, you eat a high intake of vegetables, high intake of um, of fruit fruits, you're only getting about twenty percent of lutein in your diet. But because of its high affinity or high attraction to the brain, it mm-hmm. makes up over seventy percent of of carotenoid accumulation in the brain. I think that is, I think that's huge. That's a huge. It sounds pretty important to me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, so what, maybe what are some of the sources where we can get some of these things from? Where can we get our lutines from? Um, You know, for example, I think you kind of talked to, talked a little bit about, about eating the rainbow, but what are some of the, what are some of the um, fruits and vegetables or products we can, we can intake to, to improve our chances of, um, you know, increasing our antioxidant um, levels. Some of the uh, some of the fruits, fruits and vegetables that you can look up, um, look up your superfoods. So blueberries are an example. Blueberries are a superfood. Dark chocolate, raspberries, um, the berries. So superfoods, like you said, like berries, chocolates, um, dark chocolates uh, and those types of things um, can help with with improving your antioxidant um, antioxidant levels. And then in particular, um, the lutein. That's of interest to me, again, because of its accumulation in the brain, its ability to improve um, cognitive function. That said, there are there there is more work that needs to be done in terms of research regarding, um, you know, lutein in particular. 
but you know what we what we know about it so far i think is is a good starting point and does show uh, show some benefit in the long run so all right so we're we're nearing our end um we're coming to a close and what i want to do real quick is just kind of transition you've been so helpful today um in helping us understand more about the importance of nutrition you know where we can get some of these supplements um supplements from um what is i want to kind of ask some rapid fire questions uh just to kind of pick your brain <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So what what is mindfulness to you? I know earlier on you mentioned that when you um, had graduated and, you know, kind of was faced with the pandemic and everything, you took took time to to really do some introspection and reflection. So what what is mindfulness to you? Uh, mindfulness to me, that that oh, awareness um, mm-hmm. and, and not not just your the outside, the inside you know how 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 do I feel about myself, um, my confidence, my self esteem, uh, my knowledge about where my health and wellness, um, just just internal as well as uh, external awareness. Yeah, and how how do you how do you practice um, you know mindfulness? I, I know that there are uh, Heinz fifty seven variety of ways to practice mindfulness, but for you, how do you find yourself, and what's been helpful for you in practicing mindfulness? Okay, well, standing along the the topic of nutrition, paying attention to what I eat, paying attention to how I feel when I eat those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a, a great way in 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 perspective with uh, nutrition, um, how I I um, practice mindfulness. Gotcha. And then where where do you like to rest? And and I just like to remind folks listening, um, rest is reflective energy stimulates thoughtfulness. So where do you like to go? to reflect and stimulate thoughtfulness, um, you know, for yourself? I absolutely love to go on hikes. I love to go out on hikes where there's some sort of a waterfall or a river or creek as well. And, you know, just kind of look out over the horizon and look at the birds and the trees and, and, you know, realize, you know, it's amazing to be alive. And, you know, you, you can cry about, you know, the misfortunes and the things that don't work out your way. Or you can, you know, after you're done crying, you can pick yourself right back up and say, you know what, this is the next chapter in my life and we're going to make it work. We're going to make the best of it. And so really being able to look out into the world and say, you know what, everything is okay. I'm still here. I'm still functioning and, and you know, we're going to move forward. And so hikes allow me to to really, really practice mindfulness and, and, and rest. Wonderful. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. And again, Dr. Brittany McCoy, thank you so much for joining thank us you. today and talking with me. Um, if you guys want to get in contact with her, you can do so and connect with her. You can do so. She's on LinkedIn. She's on Instagram at the Nutrition Farm D. Um, she's on LinkedIn, Dr. Brittany McCoy. Uh, if you want to visit her website, uh, and if you're not familiar with BioLink, it's a it's a great resource for um, you know really anybody who is is um, involved in a number of different things, entrepreneurs, mompreneurs like Dr. Brittany McCoy. <laughs> Uh, but if you want to check her out, she's got all of her stuff that she's into on bio.link forward slash Dr. B. McCoy. That's bio.link forward slash Dr. B. McCoy. And that's DR for doctor. And uh, again, just thank you so much thank for, you. Uh, for uh, allowing us to interview today. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I leave you with this. Focus your thoughts on what is true, noble, righteous, pure lovable or admirable on some virtue or on something praiseworthy.
think about these things. I leave you with this. Focus your thoughts on what is true, noble, righteous, pure, lovable, or admirable, on some virtue or on something praiseworthy. Think about these things. <laughs>